We're getting there. Yes, and uh, uh, thanks to our large and loyal listening audience, we have got a we had a blitz of messages saying our mics were still open. <laughs> My bad. As we went into the break, well, as as as, as uh, uh, Alderman Moreau said, well, at least we didn't say anything bad. <laughs> No, but we were we were talking about a topic that I, I wanted to bring up with you, um, and that was the the rezoning on South Mammoth Road. Yeah. There, there was a lot of people out there saying, and I heard it too, saying that you, you were going to abstain or you should abstain. And um, right there, that told me you probably weren't in favor of the project because if you were in favor of the project, the people I heard the scuttlebutt about would be saying, "Oh, it's perfectly okay for her to vote." Yeah, but you voted against the project. Um, tell us why. Um, in the past two years in Manchester, there's been over 500 new uh, high-end luxury townhouses and apartments mm-hmm. from Sundial to Candia Road to Allen Elm Street, uh, the Riverwalk Project. And I think we have enough of that at this time, and we need to work on something either more affordable or homes to bring in more families. Um, the only people I heard you know, that were pro this project were the letters I got from uh, the developer. The developer. And those people could uh, financially gain from selling their properties or the value increases. And everyone else in the wards that called me or emailed me were against it. Right. So now, uh, is it more than just, you know, everybody you heard from was against it that caused you to vote against it? Or perhaps there were um, other, um, whatchamacallit, other things that you looked at and Definitely. said you don't think it's good for the city? Uh, me driving my daughter to school on South Mammoth Road is horrendous around 7 o'clock, 7.30, especially when the buses start coming. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine adding another 160 homes, two cars apiece, going up and down one way or the other, all the traffic lights down at that end of the road yeah. that'll have to go in. Um, but it looks like it's going to happen. So, Well, um, you know, I, I'm, I'd be surprised if the neighbors didn't go to court. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, when the uh, fellow who came and spoke about the protest petition saying that if you remove the city as a direct abutter, you know, for the roads and everything else. And he read a specific sentence in the statute, which I have not read the whole thing of, I'll admit. Yeah. He said, well, we actually do have enough because the law says you have to exclude these pieces. Hey, of- there's Mr. Autocare. Yes. Greg, your mic is still up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, you know, he said the city didn't remove those. It, it's abutting parcels, the streets and, and whatnot. And if you do that, they, they had enough for the protest petition. That, to me, was them saying, we're, we're going to go to court over this. I hope uh, they do. It's, it's up to them to kind of get out there at this point and fight harder if they don't want it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they, they, they've, they've fought pretty hard thus far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, I get that there are reasons why the city – might want to do this, just like I believe there are stronger reasons that the city might not to. But I want to I want to tackle this revenue argument because I think Alderman Long hit the name on the head, mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head by saying we shouldn't be um, <laughs> we we shouldn't be uh, uh, changing zoning based on revenue we think we can get. Mm-hmm. Now they all talk about the revenue, and you get people like you know Alderman Lavasser who say, oh well, if you don't want to override the tax cap. You need to have projects like this that generate lots of revenue. But that's kind of a false argument because the tax cap, it doesn't matter what the base is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the rate is. It matters. All the tax cap does is it limits how much more money you can collect in property taxes from one year to the next. Mm-hmm. Right? So you could bring on a dozen properties like this and you could collect another $7 million in property taxes 
But if the tax cap only allows you to increase 1.2% or something, you know, <laughs> up, you know, $2 million, that's $5 million that's going to come back to lower the tax base. Now, the tax rate. Now, as a taxpayer, I'm kind of happy with that. Yep. But what about the expenses that come with the roads, the police, the fire, and the schools? It will only take 50 kids in that 160 units, which is what? Do the math. About a third of a kid per unit. Yeah. It only take 50 kids for the $600,000 in projected property tax revenue to be completely wiped out by the school costs. Mm-hmm. How come... I mean, was that part of your thinking here? Did did anybody talk to you about the cost end of the argument? Uh, some people said that because the development will have its own HOA, basically to cover all like the roads, snow removal, stuff like that. Yeah, it would bring down our it would bring down our cost to maintain them. But the school wasn't really addressed. Um, I know Green Acres is already over overstuffed. A lot of the classrooms um, were yep. over twenty kids, and adding another fifty, depending on what grades they're in. And as the generations go in a couple of years down the road, there's going to be more kids in there once that price becomes more reasonable for other people. Uh, right, because it's not going to stay at those at those prices forever. The market will make sure of that. Yeah. But, you know, but the other question is, is it's transiency, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're a married lady. You have kids. If you were thinking about coming to a community and settling down and, and starting your family, would you look at high-density rental housing and say, oh, Let's let's cut a rent check for the next twenty years. This is a wonderful place to be. Yeah, I think uh, people that are looking for those high end places in downtown city areas towards Elm Street, that's where they would want to be. Not out in the sticks in a townhouse, you know, high density, right. and that's not the lifestyle. If you want the country lifestyle that they're putting this development in, you're going to build a house. Right. So um, you're running for re-election already. It's you don't have much of a, a record to run on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, what uh, has anything changed for you in, in terms of how you're campaigning um, for this office in the November election? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if not or if so, either way, mm-hmm. what is your uh, what is your platform? What, what are you pledged to do if mm-hmm. you get the opportunity to serve the people of Ward 6 for the next, say, two years? Uh, the campaign's maintaining the same pretty much. I'm doing the sign wavings on Saturdays. I'm doing. Keep talking. Um, I have a lot of roundtables, gatherings, getting the people closer together at the table um, at Dunkin' Donuts, whether it's educational-wise. I'm going to the education roundtable. I was invited. Um, You mean you read the open invitation? Yeah, I invited myself. You invited yourself. Excellent. But, um, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm trying to get out there to the big events with more people so I can get more face-to-face time with people. Um, On top of that, on October 28th, we'll be hitting a lot of doors. Mm -hmm. So expect to see us, me, or my campaign yeah. helpers out now, there. You are, um, you're pretty far along in a pregnancy. What child yeah. number is this? Number two. Child number two. Two and done. <laughs> two, two and done. How old? Now you have a daughter. Yep. I, I've, I've, I've met her. She's your mini me. <laughs> she's my uh, campaign manager. She's, she's helped me a lot. <laughs> How old is she? She's seven. So, oh, wow. So you've got it. Now, see, I have uh, an eight and a half year gap between number three mm. and number four. Yep. And of course, I'm a little bit older than you, so I kind of feel like I'm raising my grandkids. <laughs> uh, you know, the last. Oh my god! How did I get that feeling? <laughs> it's exhausting. Um, but uh, how how has uh, how has being pregnant sort of uh, de- uh, affected how you've decided to campaign? Is it more sort of these neighborhood gatherings and roundtables mm-hmm. and events like that versus say you know door to door knocking on doors yeah. or? 
it was easier for me to do the door to door for the primary. Now it's getting a little harder since I have about eight weeks to go. But I do plan on doing some more door to door as much as I can. Yeah. Um, it is easier for me to have gatherings where people can come around. If you want, you can knock my house and we can have a chit chat. Or if you want to do a one on one meeting, give me a call or an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, I respond. I think anyone that's contacted me will say that I respond within a day mm-hmm. for phone calls and emails. If I don't have an answer, I will get back to you. Now, have you found uh, sort of the learning curve being an alderman to to be a steep one, or are you it pretty much common sense kind of stuff to you? Uh, the meeting was pretty much common sense. It's nothing you can really train for or take a class for. You just have to kind of jump in and get your bearings. Uh-huh. Um, the first one went really quick, a lot of quick yays, nays, and yeses and nos, and, um, but I think I'm getting the hang of it pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. So um, has, is there any kind of orientation for aldermen? I mean- has you know has somebody sat you down and, and said okay this is how parliamentary procedure works as a city clerk uh, I I would think this would be up to the city clerk as a city clerk Matt Norman or his office reached out to you and say Alderman we want to spend a couple hours with you and help get you oriented uh, we got oriented to the HR packet um, which is pretty thorough and a lot of benefits that I did not take uh, I was um, going to say did they offer you, you know, did they offer you all, all of sorts the- of thousands of dollars for health insurance uh, uh-huh. life insurance and everything else you can think of. Um, I don't need that. I have a full-time job, and I get that through my employer. Um, there was no real introduction to parliamentary law, like you're saying, or things like that. It's just kind of jumping in and going for it. Cool. All right. So what are the issues that uh, you're emphasizing when you're out there on the campaign trail? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what are you hearing from the folks? When, when you mm-hmm. knock on people's door, is it just okay, finally we're going to have an alderman in Ward 6 and, uh, you know, that pothole needs to be fixed or what are people saying to you and what are your points of emphasis when you go to the door and people like, okay, what do you stand for? What do you tell them? Uh, I think the main uh, collective of our of my ward wants someone that they can talk to and call and get their answers from quickly. That's key point one. Uh, secondly is the taxes. A lot of people are one side or the other on this issue. Some think we just need to have an open checkbook and give more money and it'll fix the problems. And other people are afraid of getting taxed out of their houses. Mm-hmm. Um, I lean towards I don't want to get taxed out of my house. I already pay a lot in taxes. We just need to use the money better. Yeah. Now, you have a daughter in the Manchester Public Schools, correct? Yep. What's your experience been so far with your daughter in the schools? Was she seven years old? She's what, second grader? Yep. She's done a first and second grade. She did private kindergarten because I needed the before and after school care. It was just easier for me. But um, so far, Green Acres is great. I have no complaints. The teachers are great. This year, yeah, she has Miss nice Rivet, who's a great teacher, and she loves her job. So, cool, cool. So, and, and as as a parent, do you have uh, whether it's with Green Acres or the or the school district in general? Do you have any any particular concerns that you see with the schools that you hmm. hope the the school board might address or? You know, what, what, where are you there? There's plenty. Um, definitely the perception problem. One of the reasons why I moved to Ward 6 is because I heard Memorial and Green Acres and McLaughlin are the better schools to go to. So we chose a house that was newly built in that area. I feel that people here, you know, West and Central, though some people have great outcomes there. You, no, hear, that, West. you hear that and you're like, hmm, maybe not. Maybe I'll go to Bedford or a different town. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of the kids were pulled from our schools and sent elsewhere. Right. Well, what, what do you think the city, what do you think needs to happen to help this perception gap? I, I, I will say this while I have you, mm-hmm. because you saw uh, Principal Gillis from Southside and Principal Krantz from McLaughlin address mm-hmm. the Board of Aldermen mm-hmm. uh, that night. And I sent them both a note because I felt pretty strongly about it. It was the first time I have seen um, uh, administrators or anybody really from the, from the district mm-hmm. uh, go before the Board of Aldermen. And not make me cringe. They weren't 
They weren't martyring themselves. They weren't complaining about all the things that they didn't have and all the things that they couldn't do and all the disadvantages mm-hmm. that our students face and how, but for them, the, you know, the heroic epic, you know, educator that these kids would be, you know, floating down the river somewhere. But I thought they were polite. I thought they were respectful. I thought they were positive. Mm-hmm. I thought they said, Hey, thank you because you did this. We want you to know that we were able to do that. And Oh, by the way, this is how we're engaged. And I was, I was thoroughly impressed and pleased and thought to myself immediately, if more people in the district mm-hmm. and more people who wanted to see change in the district did that, they would, they would melt a lot of the public opposition and they would, they would, they would show the public that they are actually re- appreciative and respectful and thankful, mm-hmm. God forbid, <laughs> um, for what they can do. And that typically encouraged people to want to do more. I, I, I don't know. So I'll give you some time to address what you think needs to happen to change the perception problems that the district has. Yep. Um, I do plan on sitting on a lot of the school board meetings eventually, uh, probably after November, once this whole campaign thing is over, if I get reelected. And if not, I'm still going to be there November through December, so I will still be sitting there. Well, I recommend um, you watch from home so that if you, you know, <laughs> if you have your favorite adult beverage you like to sip on during horror flicks or whatnot, you can, you can do that. You know? Um. So the perception problems for me and I think for the surrounding towns and a lot of the funding that we got from the surrounding towns is just, you know, do they want the inner city school or atmosphere for their kids when they can choose between Pinkerton, Bedford? uh, I'm not sure where Hooksit goes to. I think they go to... Hooksit goes to Central and West, but they also have agreements with Pinkerton, Bow, Pembroke, Londonderry, Yeah, so they're scattered. Yeah. Um, what we needed to do is, you know, make sure we invest the money appropriately, make sure we have the science programs that are going to draw kids here. That's a big thing. Uh, STEM, you know, math, engineering, enhance those programs. And I also think the vocational program that we have at MST yeah. can be can be bigger and better. Gotcha. All right, uh, Alderman, if people want to learn more about your already campaign for uh, re-election, if yeah. they want to uh, questions for you, you have a website, Facebook page, phone number, email. Yeah. What do you want to What do you want to leave people with? I have uh, my website up and going. It's elizabethannmoreau.com. I have my Facebook at Facebook uh, forward slash Elizabeth Moreau Ward Six. I also have my phone. It's six zero three seven eight two six seven seven six. I do ask that you mind the time hours. It's my cell phone, so if you call at two in the morning, you'll be waking me up. Um, <laughs> well, I would recommend you you, you turn the ringer off. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I also have an email at elizabethmoreau at mail.com. Elizabethmoreau at mail.com. Correct. All right. Well, Alderman Elizabeth Ann Moreau, Manchester Ward 6, seeking re-election after being elected just three weeks ago. <laughs> we appreciate your being with us here on the Toronto Large Radio Show. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, big lose in the house. Got a question about your car? He'll answer it.